0: to Friends and Fables, an interview series on our podcast where we chat with friends, new and old, about TTRPG and everything in between. I'm your host, Tanner Azanero, and I'm so excited to be joined today by our arguably most moving and grooving guest yet. (laughs) He is a professional ballroom dancer, a classically trained Shakespearean actor, uh, and he may not be your real dad, but he is daddy master for the actual (laughs) play series. Series, tales of novum alec the bard hello friend oh that's my favorite intro i've ever been given thank oh, you very much yes <laughs> yes i got that with jasper william cartwright and now i got it with you that's uh, i'm just Go. collecting them that's what i want <laughs> um, how are you today friend i'm doing great i'm doing
1: great uh it's the weekend so it's it's the content time for me today
0: ah yes yeah. yes yes yeah I, I i know that i know content time well
1: mm-hmm.
0: um where whereabouts are you from
1: oh i'm from uh, milwaukee wisconsin oh
0: so, okay yes
1: gotcha. From, gotcha. i'm Ooh. from down midwest
0: ah there. <laughs> midwest yeah. there okay oh yeah it. big uh-huh. packer
1: fans here <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um uh I don't know if I mentioned we're we, we are based out of uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, okay, um, cool. So way down south. Um, way down south. You. Um not way down south, but 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 certainly way down south from you. Um but we're so excited to have you on today. Um I'm just going to jump kind of into kind of the you know, maybe more the broadest of questions for sure. Okay. Um what was your first experience with TTRPG and kind of what got you into this realm of, of content creation and interest.
1: So as far as like what first got me into TTRPGs, it was, it would have been my friend Paul back in uh, middle school and high school teaching me how to play dungeons and dragons in his basement. Um, And it was only the two of us. So we both played, he played the DM and a character and then I played like two characters and I don't think we were playing the game right at the time. <laughs> um, but that's how I first, got, I guess, got into it back in the day. And then I stopped playing um, just in high school. Um, I think I played more of Warhammer 40K than mm. I did um, Dungeons & Dragons in high school. And then uh, when I got back into college, uh, a friend of mine was um, directing She Kills Monsters, which is, a uh, if you've ever heard of it, it's a d play. Um, And um, they invited me over to play some D&D. And then now I've been playing it. I think it's been almost 10 years. Um, Like it's nonstop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then your second half of the question was about content creation, right?
0: Well, kind of just like a more like the origin of, of that area of interest for sure. That's so funny that you started like the most janky DIY for mm-hmm. just playing the game. That's so funny. Um, yeah. I feel like a lot more people probably relate to that than, than you would think, um, in terms of having to just be like, I've got one other person who's down and, and we're, we're so down, we'll make it work. Um, uh, that's, that's so funny. Um, so, uh, I, I believe um, I did. I did very minimal research um, uh, uh, before going into uh, this interview. Of course, um, you kind of got started with content creation around uh, quarantine. Uh, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, mm. yeah.
1: My uh, my roommate had convinced me to download TikTok because I was. She was always showing me TikToks, mm-hmm. and I was bored out of my mind. So I downloaded it, Um, but then it was my therapist (laughs) who was like, hey, Alec, you got to put your creativity somewhere. Maybe you should try this and like convinced me to like make my first video Um, and uh, as like a way to kind of because I was I was stuck inside. You know, we were, uh, my dance studio was closed for longer than everybody else because it was considered a gym, uh, like under kind of mm-hmm. the guidelines. Yeah. Um, and so I was kind of losing it a little bit. My therapist is like, try this. And so that's really how I started making, like, that's when I made my first D and D video.
0: Cool. I, it, it's, um, I, I, it's funny cause I feel like the, the industry in particular that, or maybe more specifically the content creator side of the D and D industry over quarantine was just like for that exact reason, yeah, it yep. blew up. Yep. Um, that's funny enough. That's how we, I started playing D and D was, um, uh, quarantine. We were doing really? uh, we were doing a, a true crime podcast and w- even, even with that, like, I still was like, I have too much time on my hands. <laughs> like what else <laughs> What else do I need to do? And, um, my friend had gotten me into NAD pod. Um, and from there I was like, okay, well I want to play so bad that I'll DM something. So I, I put together a, a home campaign for us to play. Um, and then from there, that home campaign spurred into, okay, well, I, I know myself, I, I used to work in the music industry. I know myself, I know eventually I'm going to want to put this out, uh, <laughs> uh, at some point into the public. And that was kind of how foes and fables got, um, started. But yeah, the, the, the quarantine, uh, certainly was a big, uh, factor in the, yeah. the industry at large. Um, for sure. Um, tell me a little bit about your, uh, history with dance though. You're very talented by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, So
1: it's funny history. Um, So I, um, I mostly was, so I I started acting um, when I was really young. I struck out for like the hundredth time and I was like, dad, I got to do something else. Mm -hmm. So they took me to uh, audition for a musical. And then I, when I was about, I think like 10, maybe nine or eight, um and so i started doing like kind of musical theater dance uh for you know for years up until that point so that's like just jazz and ballet and then um i had graduated from college and i like didn't really have a job i didn't really have stuff to do and a friend of mine that i grew up with worked for Fred Astaire dance studios and he was trying to convince me to come in for a job interview and i was always just kind of like eh, i don't know if i want to And one night they, they convinced me to come out to karaoke with him and his Fred Astaire friends. I was like, Mm -hmm. they sound weird, but fine. I'll go. Uh, But really it was a, it was a trap uh, for a job interview, basically at the bar uh, with the boss. Um, And so then I had gotten the job and I was like, you know, I'm just going to give it, give it the old college try. Um, and that was truly the first time that I started dancing ballroom was when I got hired at Fred Astaire because I had danced some before, but really it was just like musicals, you know? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like, you know, anything big like that. And so, um, basically the first six months of me working for Fred's was like being, uh, in school. Um, like I had to, I trained essentially like Mm -hmm. every day learning the curriculum, learning how to teach dancing and everything like that. Um, and so then I've been with Fred Astaire since 2016. Um, uh, and yeah, so that's pretty much how I got into, into the dancing scene.
0: That's so funny that they, that, that feels very, um, I know they were with Fred Astaire, but that feels very theater kid to be like, yeah. we're all going to go hang out, but secretly, mm-hmm. secretly so we're gonna auditioning <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that. Well, what's funny is, um, I, in a similar vein, in a similar way of it's a very theater kid thing to trap you into getting involved is, uh, in high school, I did one musical and it, and I was an idiot throughout most of high school where I didn't <laughs> think that musicals were my thing until senior year. And then there was this girl who I had a crush on and she yep. essentially was <laughs> like, you should audition. I was like, I'll do whatever you say for sure. I'll audition. <laughs> and I auditioned with, uh, without fear of like getting cast, I was like, it's, right. it's my senior year. I don't know how to dance. Um, there's no way that they are going to like put me in this musical so I can audition safely, uh, right. without fear. And also, you know, talk to this girl who I've been wanting to talk to. Uh, and that, that was the trap. Cause then funny <laughs> enough, I got in to the show, and she did. Oh, not no, <laughs> Oh no! I know. I know. And, and and thankfully, she was she was fine. Um, she like moved away very shortly after that. Um, oh. but she she used it as a as a way to ask me to homecoming. Um, hey. which was very sweet. It was very sweet. But that whole like, it's all a trap. You will get a trap. trapped. It. It's all a trap. Yeah. <laughs> and now I work full
1: time, and I've been doing it for That's the awesome. last it's, six it's, seven years.
0: It's very cool that they brought you on and kind of. A, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Almost a apprenticeship ca- kind yeah. of position to be like, yeah, you work for us, but we're gonna like you know train you from the ground up. And especially, I would imagine that um, that studio, it, it, by name alone, sounds like they really know what they're doing and and really have a great name for themselves.
1: Well, yeah. So the most like basically every new employee uh, that comes, like new dance instructor that comes into Fred air Dance Studios, which is you know it's a world wide um business and mm-hmm. it's franchises so it's a bunch of oh, different okay. you know individual studios but all with the same you know with fred astaire gotcha. but they prefer to actually bring in people with little to no experience um mainly because um there's a bunch of different syllabus or syllabi out mm-hmm. there you know like uh ways to teach how to dance and so they like to start from the beginning because then they can teach you the way that they teach um and kind of the way that like their um system works essentially gotcha. um so it was that's actually pretty standard like we have um teachers that come uh we just had two in- new instructors from ukraine actually uh come oh, to our cool. studio and um even though they've been dancing since they were very very young they're both very very talented um they even started with the same training so that they can learn how we teach because it's very different you know wherever you go um so it's it is kind of cool though cuz it it gives you a really good basis for Um, Not only teaching how to dance, but also some like business training as well. Um, You know, they teach you how to, you know, sell lessons and how to talk to people and, you know, conflict resolution. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. you get a husband and wife that don't really get along on the lessons. And um, so it it is a really great uh, business. And it was a it was a the job came at like the perfect time when I had nothing. And it gave me like access to this whole world that I didn't even know existed. Um, so
0: yeah. And, 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 uh, was that kind of also like perfectly kind of hand in hand alongside the, uh, uh, classical acting training that you, uh, that you went through? Yeah. I mean, cause
1: I, you know, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and there's a really great community theater scene, um, in this, in this like part of the world, but there's not a great like way to really make a living doing it here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and at the time I wasn't really kind of positioned to move to LA, you know, New York, Atlanta, you know, those, those bigger, acti- bigger acting cities. And so I wanted to use my degree, but I didn't know how. And so then I got this job and I, it's, you know, we do tons of performance numbers and shows and stuff like that. So I've been able to act, you know, and do use my kind of, you know, degree, um, but make a living. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, it correct me if I'm wrong, but I would imagine that like the realm of like Shakespearean actors is kind of similar to TTRPG in the sense that for, to an outsider's perspective like myself, it's probably bigger than you think, but still kind of a smaller condensed community. Um, but everybody in it is very like passionate and very, um, very, it's, it's not a thing that you kind of stumble into. Um, how would you say that your like training in that regard has kind of affected the way that you approach uh, TTRPG in general? So I would say it actually I think I said it like a couple of
1: weeks ago when I was recording it, um um an episode of one of our shows, is it didn't hit me really until recently that like actual plays uh, and TTRPGs in general are a form of improvised theater. Mm-hmm. Like and I will fight anyone who says otherwise. Yes, I agree, one hundred percent. Yeah, because people who have never had any acting before um will give the most riveting, heartbreaking monologue that I've ever heard. You mm. know, playing TTRPGs. So the the lines of of things like with Shakespeare, it's like it's very much. Um, there's no subtext in Shakespeare Shakespeare's everything is I'm telling you exactly how I'm feeling right now and it's very you know it's very passionate and very um it's very like it can also be very improvised you know people say that you shouldn't improvise Shakespeare (laughs) um and so I feel like the two of them kind of um come together in that respect where it's like there's a lot of freedom and a lot of honesty um when you for me personally when I play a TTRPG um, which is where that kind of improvised theater part comes into it. Um, and it's, it's helped me f- it's recording actual plays and playing TTRPGs has allowed me to flex muscles that I haven't flexed in a while, mm-hmm. you know, cause I haven't, I haven't acted in a show like a proper stage show since like 2018
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, for a number of reasons. So doing these actual plays allowed me to kind of flex those muscles um because it's just another form of feeder in my mind.
0: Yeah, I I agree 100%. Um uh jumping off something that you kind of touched on there um was actually something I wanted to ask about was if kind of the reverse question of if those that that you know those muscles that you probably wouldn't have gotten to flex otherwise in TTRBG have has that kind of been an echo chamber type thing of of Kind of skills bouncing over from your acting training to TTRBG? And then have you seen that bounce back to ways that you have gotten to, uh, I imagine that dance as well has like, a uh, it's, it's storytelling and, and, mm-hmm. you know, there's aspects of it that are acting in it as well. Have you gotten to see kind of the bounce back of those TTRPG experiences kind of flood into the, the brief moments of improv or things that you get to do with, uh, Shakespearean work or dance work?
1: So I would say the thing that has bounced back the most is probably the confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know because a i guess when i first started in the space i wasn't really sure and you know i was i've been running the same group of players through a game for like years at that point so i'd never played with anybody else mm-hmm. um and so the kind of the, the thing that i guess bounced back is like the confidence to allow myself to improvise um you know it drives my partner nuts sometimes but um <laughs> To allow myself when I'm on the floor, just like I do during a session, like improvise and like, because I know the end goal. I know, mm-hmm. I know point A, point B, but eh, point A, point five, all mm-hmm. that stuff in the middle. I don't really know where to, what it's going to look like, but that's okay. Um, and kind of having the confidence with to go into that kind of improvised part of a dance or part of a, a show and not really stress so much about the exact path, but just knowing that like, We'll get there
0: when we get there. Hundred yeah. percent. It feels like improv. Um. In any case, TTRPG or not, improv is kind kind of flexes that core. Like. It, it the the scariest parts of a, of a performance are almost the unrehearsed or yes. uncertain aspects of it and it almost feels like on my end uh i feel like i've experienced also that building confidence of no i it, it, those moments of uncertainty i feel comfortable kind of shifting my way through these things in a performance or in like we've done one live show with our uh with our uh our show um and that was like a that muscle getting worked was like a game changer for mm-hmm just performance in general. Cause I feel like a lot of people maybe, maybe this is from an outsider's perspective. So I may be wrong, but I feel like a lot of people are either like in improv um, or, and they kind of do improv plus the whole rest of the uh, spectrum of work and acting and creative work and that or other, or there's other people who are terrified of improv and are like, I don't do that. Um, And I, I feel like that really builds out that, uh, what's, I mean, uh, there's no better word for it than improv, but just that comfort to improvise and continue in, um, that performance in the moments of uncertainty where you don't really have your footing exactly. Right. Oh, 100%. Yeah. There
1: is a, like a, there are, you're either, at least when I was in acting school, you were either really okay with improv mm. or you would never do it ever. And yep. you are scared and you must know your lines.
0: Yes. hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Mm-hmm. I'm also gonna take a sip of water. I'm going. Have you? This may be a little too on the nose. Have you um, uh, played or or created a character yet that is kind of like dance focused? Again, maybe maybe for you that's like that that is too much of my real world in my (laughs) fantasy game for sure. I have wanted to, but
1: I n- haven't necessarily had the chance to, mm-hmm. um, you know, because they're in, uh, uh, you know, obviously my in like, it's probably going to be a bard or something, you know, in the, that vein, but I just haven't had the chance. Um, mm-hmm. I do a lot of DMing um, and I haven't had gotcha. a, like a one shot or a campaign come up where it felt correct, but also it is a little on the nose. Uh, 100%. <laughs> at the same no, 100% time, I'm like, I get I'm like that. I'm like, I'm going to come off super snobby if I like talk about the way that's I, ah, I don't know. I, don't,
0: I totally get that because I yeah. would never I don't know if I would ever play like a classic uh, like musician bard. Right. Uh, I also am, am the forever DM um, over on this side. So I get that. Yeah. Um, so but I, I don't know if I could ever play like a classic musician bard like one time I didn't get to play this character but I made a character that was a bard and they were a chef um and like that was that that's that sounds the only cool. that's the only direction that I can go in uh, I can I it'd be way I'd be like I've done this in real life I don't want to do this in you know in a, right. uh in the game or anything unless there's some weird Element to it that makes it so foreign that then it returns kind of that fantasy element to it, right? Um, as well, I was going to ask. I, I mean, it makes sense that you went with Alec the Bard as your kind of uh, tag, just because all of it—it's—it's it's very Bard. You're very, <laughs> you got the Bard thing going on. <laughs> kind of what I do. Yep. <laughs> and it, I think I, I think initially it wasn't.
1: I think my I think my nickname or like my username was like what I used to have as my Xbox like gamer tag, which was Lockman, <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, and like my friend, you know, I posted like one D and D video. My friend was like, you should do something different. And I was like, ooh, ooh, the bard. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, yeah, like the bard. All right. That works. And has, it's just kind of stuck.
0: Has that, um, has the kind of content creation side of the kind of more business aspect of mm-hmm. it, of like, branding and things like that that you got to worry about? Was that something that has kind of grown, you've kind of grown into over the past couple of years, or have you kind of always had that uh, interest in kind of sort of the, the branding and and image side of that aspect of it? So that was something that like in
1: acting school, they taught us about that. You know, Mm -hmm. they taught us about like making a brand and a name for yourself and all that. But uh, initially walking into content creation, I really didn't, that wasn't, That wasn't the plan. Right. Right. It was because my therapist is like, bro, you need to do something creative, please. And I'm like, okay, sure. I'm gonna make these funny videos. And then it started to go well. And then it was when I got my first sponsorship that I was like, oh, I could, I could pay my bills with this. Yep. Oh, okay. Cool. And so uh, it's been a kind of fumbling around in the dark without dark vision, uh, for a while. Um, like learning how things work. And I spent a lot of time researching and a lot of time watching other people's content and watching how they do this and that and the other thing. Um, to really start to kind of figure out what I want to do and where I want to go. And to this day, you know, still it's, it's, I'm sure, you know, like it's a journey where you're like, I want to do this thing. And then you do it for a while and you're like, I didn't really want to do that thing anymore. I want to try this now. Yeah. Um. And so it's, it's been kind of a constant, just like journey of discovery of like what works, how to brand yourself. You know Um. you know, I've, I presently have been teaching my friends on how to brand themselves and when brands reach out to them what you should you do how should you talk to them how should you you know get the rate that you deserve um so it's been it's been a long journey but i've really enjoyed that part of it of like the the kind of more business aspect of it like i like i like the networking which i know is a scary yep. word for people mm-hmm. like ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. i enjoy the networking part of it i enjoy the 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 business side of content creation 100% um, and, and helping others with that side as well
0: yeah it's, um, it's something for sure that some people some people hate it and I get it because mm-hmm. as it, it, um, especially if it's a, if it's a personal creative project, it can feel like it's really bogging down on that side of it. Um, I used to do music and that was part of why I quit a little bit was just the living in Nashville is very, mm-hmm. um, it is a high intensity, uh, market. Even, right. even in an entry level, uh, uh, position because of the city that we're in and because of the intensity of it, you kind of enter into it, uh, from the jump as a rat race. Right. And for the music side of it, it just kind of killed that passion for it that I had. Mm. Um, and I, t- I, I, I try not to do this where I talk about this with literally every interview we have, but I feel like <laughs> it just comes back to it every time where the D and D community, In particular, TTRPG in particular, is awesome. And from the beginning, everyone I've talked to has been the nicest person on the planet. (laughs) And everybody's just happy to be here. And it just makes a really welcoming environment that makes you want to invest in the people around you and makes you want to invest those things that maybe in other circumstances would come across as bogging down on your creativity, it makes you want to invest in those as almost an extension of that creativity in, in this industry. And I just think it's a real special place to, um, to have found ourselves in.
1: Yeah, 100%. And it's, that is, that is something that like with content creation in general, it's like, I don't think I would be. I, I wouldn't be where I am now without the friends that I've made in the space to kind of help me along the way. Um, like through collaboration and things like that. You know, I I had no idea how to make a Twitch layout for the longest mm-hmm. time until a friend of mine who I met through the D&D community taught me, mm-hmm. you know, I had no idea how to do anything graphic design or editing wise until a friend sat me down and taught me how to do it. Um, so it, it's, it's very true that like the space you, you will create your community, you know, around you, but everyone here is, is, uh, in the general TTRPG space, you know, sans, you know, bad actors out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is a fantastic place to be
0: hundred percent. And those, and bad actors will be everywhere, but a hundred right. com, coming from the, the music industry living in Nashville, where it feels like you man, it feels like you just like toss. uh, uh, you you can just toss a lasso out into a crowd and you'll pull out a bad actor for sure. It's, it's a, it was a really welcoming change of, uh, environment that really helped with my mental health. And, um, uh, certainly the creative aspects of life that I wanted to continue doing after kind of giving up or not giving up. I don't want to say giving up, but, but quitting the, the, the music pursuit in terms of a Mm. career in that regard. Um, it's been uh, uh, a really wonderful change of pace. That's um, good. But uh, with, your, uh, with your actual play series, it's Tales of Novum, correct? I, I'm correct. saying that correctly? Good. Correct. I just want to make sure. Um, you've kind of uh, done something that uh, we're really interested in over here, which I know you've explored a couple of different systems outside of 5th uh, edition Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, I believe you've done Masks and uh, Monster of the Week, Yeah.
1: Yep. Yes. Yeah, so
0: um, these are the two
1: um, systems that we've explored so far, um, which was um, the first time I played Masks was probably, like, it was almost how do I explain this? It was so eye-opening mm-hmm. um, because it's, it's I was like, where's my action? We got into a combat, and I was like, where's my action economy? And the DM was like, uh, the GM was like, you don't have that just tell me what you want to do and I was like what I could just tell you that I want to fly and punch so and jump and do the stuff it was like I didn't have to worry about bonus action and action you know and I love Dungeons and Dragons don't get me wrong but when I started playing these other TTRPGs the freedom that's in some of them is so liberating as far as like creatively like coming up with stuff
0: that's awesome I, I was going to ask what some of your favorite aspects were in that fluidity of combat for sure it sounds like a big change of pace because that's the big thing. I know I know a lot of players um who don't like combat and there's and there's kind of styles of play within D D where people are either more or less fond of combat. Right. And and uh DMs who either sway combat to be super crunchy or way less so um right because uh that's what those players are looking out for and it's so interesting to hear about a system where there isn't that road map of how nope. so how does it work in in terms of like a it, like a brief rundown of of specifically the masks system? so
1: i can't remember the exact like wording from the books uh, from the like the 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 guide itself. But essentially the way it describes combat is it's like what you're watching an Avengers movie. You're watching a superhero movie. When they fight, you know what I mean? It's like the it's like these big grand crazy intense fights, but it's not it's not like these long drawn out, you know, like um combats. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, because I, I I just wrapped recording Heroes Sebastian Bastion our Masks campaign over at Tales of Novum. And the way I learned to DM the combats was just that it was it was um, violence happens when communication breaks down. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so every fight needed to be a story. It was a scene. You know what I mean? It was um, for an example, it was this these two characters finally who were butting heads working together. So that was the highlight of the combat. Of the two of them running side by side and taking out the bad guy together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When the bad guy got in some good hits. And so it's it's very much like a give and take. Instead of it's another form of role play, uh, opposed to like I'm gonna cast this spell and use this this action and do this. It's more of like we're we're painting another picture um with combat. And, you know, obviously it's up to some of the dice, you know, because there are still things you need to roll. Right. Um and you know, if they f- fail a certain role, then you know I'll take a hard move. You know, make them take a powerful blow. But again, it's it's just painting a picture, not so much like following the rules.
0: That's that awesome. makes sense. Is do you know maybe uh, do you know if, if Masks the same um, publishers as the Kids on Bikes series? I feel like it's similar or Masks. To Google. Yeah, I'm 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 not sure if it is. I have a feeling that. It's
1: not the same. It's not the same. I think, I think kids on bikes is
0: by hunters entertainment. Yes. And then, uh, magpie games does. Yes. Oh, uh, I don't know why I thought they were the same. They just gave, they gave me very similar energy. Um, also most of the kids on bikes, other series that they do are blank on blank, uh, for the most part of their other, um, series. um, that's so interesting. One of my players uh David Beeman would love that uh, type of system cuz he's definitely more the role play uh focused um kind of player. How, are there any other systems that you haven't gotten to like dip your toes into yet that you're kind of chomping at the bit to or or Yes, there's so many. Um oh, I just kicked my desk.
1: Um so there is a Band of Blades. Um I think I think it's Band of Blades. Yeah, Band of Blades. Yes. Band of Blades. Um, I keep wanting to call it Band of Brothers, but I'm like, that's mm. the TV show. Yes. <laughs> uh, Band of Blades. It's a, it's a TTRPG where essentially you and your players take charge of the, a unit of soldiers trying to make it back to their, the rest of the army after being cut off and hunted by the undead. Um, so it's a really like dark, greedy military TTRPG, which I love, you know, I played Warhammer 40k, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I do casually now, but like for years. And so I love that kind of, um, real time strategy type game. Um, so that one I'm really chomping at the bit to play, um, um, Vastgrim, uh, which is another space horror TTRPG. I love the horror genre. Um, and what else, what else am I? Oh, um, I just picked up RuneQuest. Oh I remember um, that one. Yeah. Yeah, I just picked up RuneQuest. Um and then I also just started playing Shadowrun. So I've been playing I've been learning a lot. Yeah, consuming a lot. Um and that was one of the things that the the OGL situation kind of like I guess it was a benefit, a boon to me in a way. Yeah, um, Because sure. I was so stuck in the 5e kind of world mm-hmm. um, that I didn't want to, like, I didn't know if I should branch out and do all these other things. And then it kind of was like, no, go for it. And yeah. so it's been one of the best things because it, it's allowed me to explore um, these other games and not necessarily worry. Because I haven't really seen a drop in, you know, uh, in my, any of my metrics since I started making kind of more generalized content or... Yeah kind of shifting where I'm going.
0: I think it um, really funny enough it, it it they shot themselves in the foot so hard that they really opened up the the space for everybody. Right. And only by the skin of their teeth did they, you know, hold on to their own place within that space that they I would have argued kind of occupied more of beforehand. Um and yeah, I think that was a really great benefit to uh, a shitty situation was that the community was like, "No, nah, we'll move on. we'll we'll keep going. We'll find there's something a world else. elsewhere here's here's lists and lists of other incredible uh, uh, creators and and systems and things. um yeah, we're we're really excited to. Uh, uh, I won't say anything yet, but we're really excited to be looking into other, um, systems and stuff for our yeah. show. Um, and just in general, just cause I feel like, um, kind of also how, you know, uh, TTRPG rounds out the performance side of improv and all that exploring those other systems. I would imagine you certainly feel more well-rounded in terms of returning to uh, fifth edition as well, or just GMing a game of any system in a, in a more well-rounded way. I would imagine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's uh, as I kind of stated earlier, it's like the, the confidence in, like dming and stuff like that has grown since i started trying other games like to run other games yeah um because it's like once you run once you run the 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 crunchiness of uh run um which i took me so long to figure out how to play um it's like it kind of makes everything a little seem a little bit easier but also that the skills to be a gm uh doesn't matter what game you're playing like if if you can gm you can gm any game mm-hmm. and like having that understanding has helped quite a lot like get over that fear of learning and running new games and i'm like oh learning new rules oh god and then i look at them i'm like oh they're all this they're, they're all very similar
0: yeah you they know not dice
1: they, for the there's part. tests dice yeah. p- you play pretend like yep. there you go it's the same 100%. it's just it's just a different coat of paint like yep you know, and obviously that's a very general statement. The games are, you know, fundamentally different, but the idea of playing pretend with dice is there.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And, and, and I think that understanding is a hundred percent what helps lift the veil of intimidation. Right. Um, uh, and hearing other people have that experience lifts the veil of intimidation, um, for people looking to get into, uh, uh, New settings and and things of that nature. Um, so you talked about uh, horror kind of being like your how how often do you get to run like horror and is there a kind of hor- like a sub genre of horror that you're like kind of dying to bring to a game? So i i
1: i ran my first actual play was a borderline horror. More in the grander sense because yep. it um, it's more like zombie horror kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm running a game, uh, recording a game presently called "Mysteries of the Maw." That is that more like a what's the movie? It's is it? I think it was The Descent. Mm, or, okay. as, or, or
0: as above, so as below. As, ab- uh, as, as above, so below, yeah.
1: Yeah, those like the, the, the games where they're like, you know, in a confined space and there's something in there with them. Uh, that's essentially what Mysteries of the Maw is going to be. I'm not sure when this podcast is going to come out, but if you're watching players, uh, I didn't say that.
0: Uh, <laughs> probably, um, probably, uh, this is coming out. So we have our April. This is probably coming out in May.
1: Okay. If okay, perfect, yep. perfect. So they'll well, they'll know well at this point. Yes. um by then. Um, but that kind of like contained horror story mm-hmm. is uh, what I enjoy the most, um, and I'm excited to run because uh, we're using the Monsters of the Week um, yes. yep. system for it, and I'm very
0: excited about That's that. That's awesome. Yeah, I. Funny enough, I I always tell people because I'm so busy with this show, but I always tell people I'm like, let me run a game. For like a group of new people. I, 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 it's something, cause I play with my group so often. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sometimes I'm just like some, if people come into town, I'm like, Hey, if you want to play a game, I'll, I'll run a game for you. And, and that situation kind of came up uh, a couple weeks ago where some friends of mine came into town. Um, they were, they were, they're friends of mine, but they were visiting my roommate. So they were crashing with us and they were like, so are we. Like playing a one shot tomorrow, and I am a madman. And right. I said, "Tomorrow, yeah, yes." Um, so I wrote, I wrote a horror one shot in yes. one day. Um, nice. And we did this kind of like esoteric. I love, I love horror movies, and I feel yes. like it's. I want that opportunity to bring it to <laughs> like the podcast for sure, and bring it to the table, and really just send my friends who I love dearly home with existential dread. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And I feel like this was the opportunity, the first opportunity I got to really kind of like grasp onto that. We did this, uh, 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 I called it stay inside and we did this, um, one shot where I was just like, make a character. They don't have memories. That's, that's, that's your plot. They don't have memories. They all wake up in essentially a small, cube room white room blank walls and everything and i just say go ahead and they're like what do you mean go ahead nothing's in here and i'm like go ahead and as they kind of you know play around with the space and everything nothing seems to make sense or things that they think are going to go one way go another Mm -hmm. until eventually you know they kind of find out that they are being kept safe inside this seemingly unsafe space by In AI essentially. Mm. Um, And uh, uh, they getting the, the big horror of it was the decision at the end to either stay inside with this bad situation, but you know, the bad situation Mm. or to exit um, and go out into the fear of an unknown world. Oh, that um, hits too close to the chest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it was, I, it was, I, I'm glad I did it. And I'm glad I, I feel like that, that uh, as a DM, you have to like, you have to flex those muscles of yes. staying on your toes. And I really should not have said yes to, I will write and run a one shot in one day. No, you should so, always so, say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I did. Cause that, um. I, I, it, it just got allowed me to kind of flex that muscle in that, in that horror realm that I feel like is really hard to bring to a TTRPG table, um, because it is so easy to have a good time with your friends and to turn it funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? And it's, it's very easy for the horror to get lost in that. Um, and that's, uh, uh, I, I love that you said that you were into it and that was why it kind of like spurred this conversation. Right. Uh. On just because I'm like, I feel like horror is a really hard thing to do because there's not a lot of opportunities to practice and there's so much unknown on your end. It's hard to maintain control of keeping that horror at the like center and the glue of Mm -hmm. the one shot or campaign or whatever.
1: I think it it comes down to like any type of game you want to play. It's like it all starts from session zero. You know what I mean? From from that session zero where you establish kind of the parameters of the world and you have that discussion with your players of like, this is probably going to be this is going to be on the more serious end. So there probably will be some funny ha ha's here. But like, you know, there's a point where you're bidding to do a bit, not because your character would do a bit. So like establishing that kind of those boundaries with your players, especially in an actual play series that like, this is going to be a little bit, you know, of a darker take, you know, Mm -hmm. this is going to be a darker show. Um, And so making sure everybody's kind of on the same page, I think helps a lot for me personally, as a, as a DM. And that's why session zero is just so incredibly important. And then music, music Music is, is the best way to keep everybody in the headspace. There's a great program uh, called sound tale. Um, it's a, it's one of the many, you know, tabletop music programs out there, but Soundtail allows you to like effortlessly fade from one thing to the next. Mm-hmm. And so just like secretly while my players are just talking, I'll just play that sting, you know, that violin, like yep. noise and they're like, ah, and it brings them right back to being That's in the awesome. moment.
0: I've always wanted to use one of those tools. I, I, for my home games, cause obviously for, um, Uh, I'm not, I, I don't know anything about streaming, uh, like Mm -hmm. at all. Um, so for our, our podcast, we record with no music or anything, obviously. And then I go back Mm -hmm. and I add it all in post. Um, but for my home games, I always am like, "Cool, I'm gonna change the lights to this color at this yep. time in this scene." And I used to do a fucking fog machine because I was a madman. <laughs> I used to fill my house with fog. That's <laughs> awesome. Just That's a, super cool. Uh, just uh, I, I want, I want the, the the immersion real bad, and and I uh, would play music, of course. Um, and I've always wanted to use one of those systems cause I feel like it would just make my life with home games so much easier, but I would do it so janky. I would, I would open up a pro Tools session and I would just loop uh, a track for a scene. And then I would like throw in my own, but it was so much work. It was like a, it was like a one man band of You're me right. being like the immersion is there and it is, it is accomplishing the same thing as this app that I really should just get. Cause it'd make my life so much easier, but I, I'm back here. Like but DMing. I need to do all yes. the things. Yes. yes. Right. <laughs> I need <laughs> Try one yep. of those. What did you, what did you say it was called? It's called Sound Tail. Sound Tail. Okay. Sound Tail.
1: Yeah. Um, it's it's a little program that allows you click on a mood. Like a, you're in a town, click. You're it's a peaceful mood. Boom, click. Yep. But okay, you're in the town and there's a fight now, and the, you can just click fight, and the music you know da 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 changes to fight. Yep. Um, and it's got a sound effects in it. It's really handy, and essentially all how it works is if you're playing virtually, you're the host. And then you just, uh, I'm not sponsored, by the way. I just want that to be known. I just enjoy the program. Um, And you just, you're the host as the DM, and you just send a code to your players. And then they, like, have a little, like, essentially receiver window on their Mm -hmm. end. And so they get all of the sound um, if you were playing virtually. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, it's pretty neat.
0: Yeah, that's great. Well thank you so much for being on the show. We really had a wonderful time talking with you. Yeah, uh, absolutely. There Thanks for having you, me. Yeah, of course. Uh, is there anything you want to, uh, shout out or talk about on our way out of here?
1: Um, make sure to check out my YouTube channel for tales. of Novum. um, so is that is this plug time
0: yeah it's plug time. <laughs> okay got it yeah. just making sure uh i always my uh, guests uh, sometimes my guests are like or, or one time i had a guest who was like i'm good i don't need to plug and i was like i'll i'll talk you up and then I, i'll like, plug for you
1: yeah, yes. uh yeah check out my youtube channel Alec labard uh for all of my actual play series uh we've got uh heroes of bastion is releasing every other saturday right now and we've got three other games coming up because i'm also a madman and decided to record five shows at once on top of doing other projects so make sure to check that out God. uh and uh also uh catch me every other monday on the initiative order as the red ranger because they're doing a power rangers actual oh, place i over saw
0: there. you were doing that and yeah. that looks
1: so oh, awesome! so much fun i i was such a giddy little boy when um they because I, I last story is i I'm not great at responding to messages all the time. And so they were all picking their colors in the group chat and I hadn't picked a color yet. And so I jumped back in and I was like, Hey y'all what's still free. And they're like, you're the red Ranger. And I was like, Oh man. Okay. Um, which I was excited about, but also it's like, it has like leader. Yes. Um, yeah. um, rules within the game, within the power rangers TTRPG, TRPG. Um, and then, uh, the GM sent me a message just before we like, you know morphed and was like you need to say this out loud and i was like oh my god i get to say it's more time uh, i was so excited i was so excited i grew up with mighty morph and power and i was like I, I did a whole thing i got way too into it um but it was is so check me out every other monday on the initiative order as the red ranger
0: that's um, I, yep. I will be tuning into that that is awesome uh, oh it's so god much fun. that's so cool uh, well, thank you so much, Alec. We had a wonderful yeah, thanks time so much having, for having you on. Me. Uh, thanks, everyone, so much for listening. We'll see you next time on Friends and Fables. Goodbye. Goodbye.